0: Honour Evans, thank you for uh, joining me here today. So, hey been, man, I've uh, I've been good, busy but good. How How about you, man? Yeah, it's hectic. Um, it's it's re- it's really weird. Like three three years ago, I'm doing a nine to five job, and now people are asking me, "Can you do this for us?" But after seeing me on TikTok, isn't that crazy?
1: Yeah, it's crazy to think about. There's a lot of crazy things that happen like that in life nowadays. Um, Crazy ride that we're on, but fun nonetheless. So, tell me
0: about how you got
1: there. Well, um, I'll try and keep it short and condensed and not verbal diarrhea. But um, I was twenty-one, I think. I'm I'm uh, twenty-four now, uh, so that that gives you an idea of how long the journey's been to this point. Um, I was just in university, uh, studying business. Um, and yeah, I, I found TikTok. I actually knew about TikTok a couple of months before it came out. I was on uh, a bunch of different platforms, Instagram, Facebook, that sort of thing, doing short short type videos, Vine style, um, which didn't have much success at all. Then TikTok came along and saved me and uh, gave me the boost I needed. Um, I've traveled overseas with it. I lived over in the UK doing TikTok for a bit. Um, had to come back because of the pandemic but that being said it was incredible that i did have to come back because it's changed my life um, to doing this you know as my main job um, yeah. and you know it's, uh, for me that i had so many opportunities but coming back has cemented this in a style that uh in a way that i've been able to do my ultimate dream as my job i'm very lucky and That's awesome. uh, Get to be a part of this incredible
0: landscape, which is Australian TikTok. Amazing. So what was your biggest like breakthrough in that time to, to get you to the point to go, holy shit, I could do this full time now?
1: Good question. I had a couple of small little explosions and then a big one when I was over in the UK. Um, the first one, I created a relationship advice series called Guy Code, giving secrets on guys and dating tips. Um, that got me from around 40,000 followers to a hundred and something I started making a few videos in the UK that took off. Um, some of them got you know in the tens of millions of views, and that obviously got a few followers. and And then uh, my final burst has been recently. Um, I've managed over the last year to gain a few hundred thousand followers, and uh, yeah, it's, it's taken me into doing this as my job. So primarily, just uh, interviewing style, right? Yeah. Mainly interviewing. I've done that a lot as my primary form of um, content over the past year or so, I'd say. I never actually did it before moving back to the, back to Australia, which is something that has also been a blessing getting into that sort of content. Um, I've started doing a bit more prank sort of stuff as well. Light-hearted prank where usually I'm the butt of the joke. I always try and make myself the butt of the joke. I yeah, you're not that.
0: disruptive to the public. You're just yeah. getting reactions. I love that. See, so yeah. that's, that's that's important, man. I'm, I'm seeing so many pranksters out there that are disrupting the public, and I'm just like, you just you just look like a dickhead, you know? Um, yeah,
1: that's that's something I, I think about a lot. Um, I, I like to think how I, I never want to make someone's day worse through doing those sort of videos. No. I always want to make them go away thinking, you know, that was weird that that guy did that. Like, what a... What a they not making them that, worse
0: just like weirding them out you like live for the well, awkward moments you know i vibe exactly. with that i vibe yeah. with
1: that that's really important i find when doing public videos you don't want to leave anyone feeling worse because we do this to make people laugh and make people smile so yeah
0: we're street performers we're just recording it yeah right so <laughs> when was your busy, biggest breakthrough um before when you started getting paid um, do you mean in, in like a brand deal sort of sense or just yeah, video? yeah? Talk about your first brand deal. <sighs> wow, I got asked this the other day and I couldn't remember my first brand deal. Um,
1: first paid brand deal, I did a couple of like the you know the free videos just to try and get your foot in the door, of course. First brand deal was with an app, I think, when I had about 4,000 followers that paid hey. content every. Every month, month to month, and that's uh, good.
0: Four thousand on TikTok—that's pretty crazy. Yeah,
1: yeah I, 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 I guess like I may not always be the best, um, best creator, but the thing that I really try and strive to be the best at is the business side of it. You know, try to Correct. learn from people. I know you've um given me a lot of ha- helpful tips. Um, so uh, go to Seb for advice. <laughs>
0: advice on your TikTok
1: thank you for that uh, testimonial
0: oh <laughs> good you can
1: you can chuck that everywhere if you want i don't know how oh. much how much weight it'd it give uh, your services but you know it's it's a testimonial nonetheless um yeah i, I think that was my first uh, it's it's kind of the last 12 months where it's really taken off and become mm-hmm. you know, stable income yeah uh, which is really important for creators obviously as you'd know um and that's sort of where my journey lies i guess and then it's just I made a prediction 12 months ago that I thought in 12 months that the, the Australian creators would be getting paid a lot more. Um, yep. I know for some of us, that's the case. Some aren't quite there yet. Um, but, you know, we'll, uh, in another 12 months, this is going to be ridiculous in in my point of view.
0: Of course, you know, it is, it is what it is. And uh, as YouTube, I'm just going to change my uh, camera in a second. As YouTube, will find that more... Um, uh, as YouTube and TikTok are, are testing the waters with uh, longer form content, we'll find that that will be a big, big change. Uh, whether it's a win for TikTok, depending on how consumers take on the new 10 minute vibe, yeah. which is another cool topic we can talk about. Um, but it, in reality, it's just a uh, change in the way that uh, the consumer behaves. And if they can change it to the way that they behave on YouTube, then we're going to see 10 minute. Po- formats ready to stay um uh what do you think about the long formats do you do those normally
1: that's interesting um i'm not sure usually on tiktok especially the short form for me does the best um that's just sort of videos i guess i create people want to see short fast answers um Mm. i'm a bit I'm glad that TikTok is going to that longer form because it's it, what it's what it needs to do to take over YouTube and, and remain relevant long term. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know if the if, if TikTok's kind of ruined people's attention spans though on the format that's swiping, swiping. Will it? Will people sit there and watch a ten minute video on a platform that encourages them to swipe? Do, does TikTok need to make you know another sort of section where? People need to go and watch, you know, podcast sort of uh, content. Sitting down, longer forms. Like filter,
0: of like filter it. You yeah. know, like you can do with YouTube. You can, I mean, you you can filter now on TikTok. Um, yeah. You can take, You can filter by by the hashtag or the, the keyword, and then you can filter that by the last day, the last week, the last month. Um, all time. And you can either pick either relevance or um, the ones that have the most likes. So all of those metrics are, are really important now um, if people use them. I know that yeah. it's a feature because you know I do the consulting stuff, but I don't see many people know about it or use it as they get to use it more, just like on YouTube, because remember when YouTube first started, I was on the Discover page looking at the content that was the most popular because I was just like lazy and whatever's the most entertaining, I would jump on it. But then I started to niche down into what I was really after. The For You page does that already organically. However, sometimes I want to go, oh, I feel like watching this. Naturally, I'm going to go to YouTube to do that. But this is where TikTok's coming in and going, no, 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 no. We need people to stay here and do that here. And I think that's what's happening with the long-form content now, where when the consumer starts to go, I need to start researching. Where can I find this on TikTok and become like those videos you see, those review videos or the the how-to guides on a specific thing? I go straight to YouTube. But if that starts happening on TikTok, I reckon that's where long-form content is going to be all time. But with us short-form folk, they want to get that quick serotonin fix. No. Nah, we, we're just we're just here for the last quick quick breath of air coming out of the nose and then next one. And hopefully, it's good enough for them to comment, like, share, and watch the whole thing a couple of times because that's good for the algorithm, right? Yeah. Um with with your brand deals, how do you find in connecting the right style of content that you do or the right niche? Let's say interviewing stuff, how do you how do you align that to the next brand deal that's asking you, hey, what's up? Let's can you do this for us? How do you how do you go about that? Well, personally, I'm very lucky.
1: A lot of brands that do contact me, um, and it's it's like I'm very lucky, it's getting to stage where now where most days a brand does hit me up. Um, it's not always a good connection, but you know, it's, it's nice to get the offers. Um, a lot of brands now are watching my content saying, hey, this works well for you. And they actually come to me with the ideas of, okay, can we bring our product or brand into your form of content, which really helps. It it gets rid of a lot of the uh, you know, the thinking that I have to do be behind it that I used to do a year ago I, used, uh, I had to go you know how do I fit my sort of content into their brand but they, I'm lucky they do that a lot now what I used to do is you know um, I, I'm, I'm lucky in the content that I do that interviews are very brand friendly often they're easy to segue into a brand's image or what a brand might want you also have to find out what the brand wants. Do they want publicity? Do they want downloads? Um, it's different working brand to brand, um, and that's the exciting part of when you actually get to work together. They give you advice. You give them advice on what works with your platform. What you've, you know, you've uh, found that works on TikTok. TikTok's great for creating brand awareness and building that long-term brand um, image. Uh, It possibly has a little way to go in, you know, getting downloads on certain apps. The way TikTok wants people to work and to use the app is they want them to just keep swiping. People are conditioned to keep swiping. A challenge is how you can possibly get people across to different apps if if need be, if that's a goal of the campaign. Um, and to get people to check out different brands and that sort of thing. The most effective way that I've found of marketing on TikTok is, um, you know, creating brand awareness. People see that company, they think, oh, my favorite creator did a brand deal for them. Uh, is that kind I'm of not- answering your question? Yeah, I'm, absolutely. Yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Do you reject, do you reject um, brands approaching you if you don't align to them?
1: Um, well... I have to. I can't. I can't do a brand deal every day. Sometimes it just doesn't work out. Um, yeah. Obviously, I'm, I'm very lucky. I have some great brands I work with. that I love dearly, and I, I believe in the cause. I, I try and do a lot of work with brands that are, you know, providing a good service to people. You know that that also preach um, good ethical behaviour. Um, That's important. That's Yeah, that's really important because that's what I want to do as well. You know, I I want people's voices to be heard. I want to give people a platform on the street, as I'm sure you do. That's why we go out and interview people. It's giving people a voice, finding out different people's opinions. And I I find that really interesting. And I'm assuming you do as well.
0: Yeah. So I've noticed that uh, some days it is quite difficult to interview people. It's just I'm not with the flow. And this is what I told you before, hence the, hence the meetup. Um, how do you overcome that? And how do you break through where you get more yeses? They're keen to interview you, uh, to get interviewed by you, should I say, um, then go, no, I don't want, don't, don't talk to me. Don't, don't feel me. It's a million
1: dollar question, isn't it? Yeah. Um... Personally, you know, I try and make the people feel comfortable. You try and you can approach people in a way that, you know, that makes them feel comfortable, and and you seem like a friendly face. Um, yeah,
0: the friendly face thing is important. It's, eh? it's really important, you know, because you don't want to go up to someone like they look like having their like they're shit, They're having a shit day. Yeah, yeah, and you, yeah. you
1: have to pick, you have to pick the right people. Um, there's there's different aspects on the people you select. Um, whether you think they'd want to be in the video, uh, whether you think they'd get a, give a good answer and people will want to watch them. Um, I guess the, the only way you can get more yeses than nos is just you know be selective in who you're picking, I guess. That's kind of the only yeah. way. Who do you think will be through test and trial um, theories? Who do you think will want to be on camera more, I guess?
0: I, uh, I did a kind of series at Christmas time, and one of the best ideas I've had was first person christmas cracker that was really fun just going up to people like holding the camera and then like like a like a james bond golden eye call of duty kind of thing and seeing who would crack it and it was just a simple they would look away you know turn around quick next person next person and you can get through like 10 people before the 11th one is keen to to participate and for being uh you know having that many followers now. It's 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 easier because, uh, especially in prime time, out uh, out of school hours, the kids come up and say, Sev, can you interview me?" They literally ask uh-huh. me that, which is cool. Um, and then and just making, I'm, I'm I'm doing, I'm trying to do a lot better with um, you know hiding school logos and things like that. Even though that all this stuff is available publicly online on Facebook, like there are Facebook groups out there of schools that are that are a- accessible to anyone with these same yep. kids and their names with the logo of the school there and then i'm getting i'm seeing comments on uh tick saying uh why why are you interviewing kids why that you can see their school logo and i'm like have you seen facebook <laughs> but um in terms of what we were saying before um i'm i'm at times i struggle aligning the right quick or finding the right people getting a yes from them and getting the right well not the right answers but somewhat of an answer to be usable as content for the brand i'm working with that's been that's been really challenging um in particular with food as well it's like the red rooster thing oh man i'm still doing that and it's been so challenging because people don't go to red rooster inside the restaurant it's a fact people order online or get, go through drive-through and I've done the drive-through thing and <laughs> it's so tedious but yeah. it is rewarding when you get that one person after trying for an hour or two you get that one personality they're just like absolute characters you're just like this content's gold yeah. and then you post it and it gets fuck all views you're just like oh <laughs> classic tiktok just ruins yeah. you you know
1: um be, what's been be- yeah, yeah you go um it could well if on that, on that point, um, when interviewing people, it can be a really easy day at the office. You'll meet so many characters and you sit back um, and you just let them go. Um, in, the, in a structured environment, some days people just aren't having it and you have to really step up. Yeah. That's where your skills of doing it for a long time. You, you come up with weirdy comebacks and that sort of thing. Um, yeah, it's, it's interesting day to day and how weekends are obviously better. And, and I, I do agree with your point. I try to keep, people in school uniforms out of my videos. I've never interviewed someone in a school uniform Mm. just because it, you know, schools can have issues with it. And and obviously we want to build a a good reputation for ourselves in the local community. Yeah, you're right.
0: Like the last video that I did, I told the, the girls, put your hair over the logo, you know? I'm, I'm a lot more conscious about it now. Being a former school teacher too, you know, it's important. Um, but knowing how social media works and these Facebook groups, I'm just like, it's, it's it's on Facebook anyway. But I guess, you know, minimize the, like not many people view the Facebook posts in that defense. Um, but yeah, it's, the, the safety is important. With, with the, uh, in regards to structured environment, what are your most favorite events to do this in? Interviewing.
1: Well, personally, I, I just love going on the street day to day. I don't I I don't know if I've actually gone to an event yet, which is a, a style of marketing that I could definitely start tapping into, mm. hitting up events and um trying to use my services there. Um I, I just love getting out on the street and talking to people. That's I, I, I work especially with one guy um nat he's a he's brilliant at what we do he's a he's a natural at it and uh and we have a real good chemistry we're both really good at talking to people um so that that's kind of the setting that i'm most comfortable in um i know from watching your videos as well it's very spontaneous it doesn't seem like you set up any answers which is um i I have no problem with that um but, you know, if, if if you can get a genuine answer out of people in a structured setting, you know, it's a it's really, uh, it's, really it's good. It's
0: gold, especially yeah. especially if you can get them. Especially if, like, let's say, for example, you're doing a thing for Nike. You find someone that's wearing Nike gear or Nike. <laughs> I got destroyed in the comments for that, um, which oh, yeah. is easy engagement, you know, to so say, is it Nike or Nike? There's a content video right there. And then... Um, uh, but but then to get them to talk about it as well. It's without them saying, "Hey, can you talk about Nike?" and 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 you know, give it good stuff. Um, so yeah, it is it is challenging. But thanks, thank you. Who who does your um who like holds the camera? Uh,
1: that that would be Nat. So we take turns Nat. and get. Oh, dope. Okay. We nice. uh, are a lot of each other's stuff. We're kind of like a duo. Um, we hang Dolls. out during the week, and, it, and it's great when you when you can find a creator who does a similar thing to you it's like you're a um, power duo. Um, oh,
0: you bounce ideas off each other and you're not trying to compete with each other because you have your own style and your own sort of questions. It's, mm-hmm. yeah, This I'm, I'm waiting for someone in Perth. Um, you know, I'll take yeah. the flag and run with it. Um, I, I mostly just need someone to record me. <laughs> yeah. uh, but... Um, well, I, the East
1: Coast, there's always some creators over here. I don't know. Maybe, maybe... Yeah. Uh, shift in um shift in location maybe i don't know
0: i wait i wait till the water goes down over there yeah. and all yeah, that stuff
1: we, we um, lost time at the moment no. is it
0: i'm in brisbane move. in may for a wedding so i might do a couple of cheekies there yeah. um but it's it's having to have someone record me because my wife doesn't want to do it she's not yeah. a fan she loves what i'm doing she just doesn't want to do it herself so i may have yeah. to set up a tripod even that's a bit awkward and a bit, you know, sketchy if someone runs away with it. Yeah, but exactly. um, who, who's, who's your favorite interviewer of all time? Like, do you have one? That anyone you can think of? Mm, that's a really good question. Um, well, whilst you if- think about it, whilst you think about it, I never thought as a person to go out and interview people. Yeah. ever it wasn't not because I was a people person I am a people person I love talking to people but never thought it'd be like a an interview sort of thing but I remember um, Sam Newman from the footy show yeah with, with with Street Talk Sam Newman that that was all-time classic like he would find some absolute characters and then um, more recently Street Talk NYC the bing bong the where the oh, bing well, bong thing but- came from um you know and that that's really cool but those like American American people <laughs> they have some character they have yeah, some they- absolute everyone wants their 15 seconds of fame everyone like lines up I feel like Gen yeah. Z's like getting into that but anyway do you have yeah. someone you can think of
1: oh uh, well I was actually gonna say Sam Newman hey um, the yeah. goat Good talk. yeah he's in Australia I feel like he he is really, um, that's thats kind of what I try and base my content off a little bit. Mm. Um, I also love Billy on the street. If you know oh, him, yeah. he's done some great work on TikTok as well. I'm, I'm going to try and start doing that sort of content as well. Um, a bit more spontaneous, running up to people. And if they don't want to be in the video, that's fine. We'll cut them out. Or, or if we can make it funny without... You know, that um, embarrassing
0: them or something like,
1: yeah, yeah that, that embarrassing or in a way that those people are going to get backlash from yeah, could be,
0: yeah.
1: Mm. um, I'm really conscious about that I, I, I want people to leave the interview yeah, you don't want to you
0: don't want to get them cancelled or get them bullied for like even though it only lasts for like a couple of days it's oh, yeah. you know it could be traumatizing you know for a while because most people have a lot of uh social anxiety as well and you of gotta course, be careful yeah. about that um well, the other one that I like is Steve Harvey. He's good. Yep. Like he does obviously his family feud stuff, but the way he like interacts with each person and his gestures and his timing, the pauses that he has. For TikTok, it's a bit harder to do that because, you know, people just want to get on with it and just keep smashing yeah. out. Um, it's difficult, yeah.
1: it's difficult to bring your personality into TikTok sometimes. Some yeah. videos I know. It's a question where it's like certain name sort of videos and that sort of thing. It's better mm. to just sit back, let them do their thing. Yeah. Sometimes some they carry it. What about more traditional sit down um, interviewers who uh,
0: interviewers, ooh, like podcast any... sort of style? Yeah,
1: podcast um, or traditional TV, I guess. Uh, sit down, uh, talk,
0: maybe. Uh, probably like I really like the guys of 60 Minutes. They do a pretty good job with that. Um, I don't remember any of their names. Um. Uh. Uh. Yeah. There's a few others. Uh. In terms of podcasts, I mean, Joe Rogan can't go past him. Yeah. He he's just he's the master of it. He's been doing it for so long, two thousand odd episodes. But, uh um. Oh, I like Rove McManus. Um. Mm-hmm. Those were cool. Oh. Until my um, until my writer, he ruined it for me. But he said to me, "Do you know that most." almost all tv talk shows are fake and i'm like yeah. bullshit and he goes yeah all of them are pre pre uh pre-cued questions that they practice and and there's already jokes that they're, they're all the jokes in there already because you know imagine being a celebrity and going onto a talk show and not being funny you know that's it's a shitty reputation for them right not a good pr thing and i was like you're right and when i went because I remember I went on Kelly Clark's this is, I, haven't, I haven't really talked about this before uh I have got a TikTok somewhere in my drafts I've never posted it something I should have probably done by now but mm. um yeah I made a video about um, doing a dance and I never do dance videos because it's not my thing right and um yeah I, I chose this song by Natalie Imbruglia you know the song Torn yep yeah. I chose that song and she's an Australian singer. So, but I didn't think it, I just liked this song. And there was this old video off YouTube where this guy mimed the song. He was like torn. I'm all out of faith. And then this is how I feel. And then like, he mimed the whole song and I was like, I'm going to do that as a TikTok. Cause it's funny. And because yeah. the door behind me was so close to my head because you know, tall and shit. It yeah. was like the perfect formula, but the video bombed on TikTok, like very few views. But three months later, Kelly Clarkson production team found me on TikTok through that video because it was connected to that song because they were doing Australian songs and they were choosing Torn by Nelly Brulia. And they had me on the show. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, what? It was a virtual thing because of COVID and everything. It was weird because the whole audience was just people's, screens of their zoom <laughs> um yeah, it was mental but before that uh, day before we had practiced what the questions were going to be what i was going to say but i had to tell them what i was going to say and now like, yeah that's perfect because yeah. you obviously couldn't say you know something out of line you had to make it flow. Yeah. and uh they were so happy with uh how i went they're like oh well, you're welcome back on the show anytime and i'm like great we'll see how that pans out but obviously the Every, the, the turnarounds in that industry are so quick. I messaged the lady recently and I was like, hey, uh, are you still at Kelly Clarkson? She's like, no, nah, I'm working somewhere else now. Oh, damn. But that was my time there. And that's when I learned, man, all those interviews, fake, bugger. But yeah. Yeah, talking
1: about uh, fake sort of interviews and that sort of thing. I know there's a lot of uh, talk recently, a lot of people... Putting it nicely, think that Sherlock Holmes calling all sorts of videos fake in the comments, and then uh, maybe not fake that aren't fake, and they call them fake. But then also they call everything fake. I feel like, but
0: everything's fake. Uh,
1: a lot of people ask me personally, you know, are your videos faked? Are your interviews faked? Are your pranks faked? Um, what, what about you? Do you get that question a lot, especially from Australians? I feel like.
0: Um, no. For me, no. Uh, oh. I haven't really seen many comments where um, someone's like, oh, this is staged. This is clearly yeah. staged. Um, I'm I'm seeing a lot of comments of finally a, a non-staged video or finally a video yeah. that isn't fake. And I'm like, fuck yeah, I'm, I'm hitting it. But I, I talked to um, John Bernard, um, you know, John, uh, yep. J-O-N. Um, yep. Cool. Karoo, K- Karoo's, I botched that name, Karoo's, K- JK, call him him. So yeah. John, he is like some of his interviews, I, I messaged him. I'm like, bro, is that, that's, that's so, that's so real. That's, that's, I, I don't even know, man. That's too, that's too good. And he's yeah. like, nah, it's fake. I'm like, fuck, you're getting so good at it. Like his yeah. podcast. Like his stage, like some of his stage podcasts, or whether it's like a clip or whatever, he does such a good job with it. And yep. you know, that's awesome. But when it comes to like real stage stuff, I just think it's cringe. I'm just like, mm-hmm. eh, it's been and done, you know. Um one of the one of my favorite candid like like kind of pranksters, actually the Chaser, the Chasers War and everything, I grew mm-hmm. up watching them. And yeah. I'm, I'm like huge fan of Chaz and all those dudes. And they they just went out there and just, just did it. They would interview yeah. people and they would interview the most <laughs> random shit, but it would be like relevant to a current affair.
1: Yeah.
0: And I don't like talking about politics, but spinning politics and taking the piss. I love that. Yeah. However, this generation, and I've gotten in trouble for it a couple of times with, my brand deals nothing's bad's come of it but i'm getting old timers boomers calling up these brand deals that i'm a part of saying your spokesperson is saying this about politics and we i'm not keen on being involved with a brand that endorses that and i'm like okay <laughs> chill out man it's just like a joke bro it's just a prank bro <laughs> yeah. but yeah chases man all time all time like australians comedy that needs to come back
1: yeah, it, it's. I've, I've noticed that the last year, people seem to be taking less and less of a joke, especially oh. with the content. You know, pe- people always be mad about something, obviously, but yeah, I don't know. People context, I feel like, is dying a lot.
0: Oh, uh, it's becoming especially, less and less relevant. Especially when someone comes in and just comes in from a, an aggressive, attacking point of view, and I'm just like, what? What made you think of mm-hmm. this? for this to happen, for you to make this comment. That's what I want to talk about. And by then, they're so far behind their keyboard and animosity of their fake account with a panda as their profile picture with no connection to who they are because all their videos are either non-existent or shitty memes or Fortnite or whatever. It's just like, you're getting upset about this and you're driving that anger to other people who aren't really as open-minded and they agree with you. And then there's the problem of, but then that's still the minority and that's something else I'm really wanting to talk about um, with a lot more people. So it's good now is you notice how like the minority of comments or the negative comments that are the minority feel like they're the majority. Why do you think that is?
1: Um, I have a theory. Um, If you usually, if you're happy with something, you're not going to voice your opinion and say, you know, uh, yeah, this is great. This is great. And I, I feel like as Australians, we don't really do that a lot. We we don't really give credit to things if we do agree with them. Um, people more so speak up when they're in, well, they're not agreeing with something. Um, so that's probably why it seems like the majority. I've, I've very rarely get people say, oh yeah, this is, this is right. Not many people say this is wrong with the sort of content that I do. If, if they do do say it's wrong, it's lighthearted in regards to their name being said in who's most toxic about this or who's most toxic about that. Yeah. That's the extent of it. I usually get, I, I like to stay away from politics as well, because yeah. one or two times that I have you know, said the slightest comment, nothing controversial about politics, you know, it's, it's just been a wildfire. So um. Yeah, I, I like to stay away from it. Um, yeah,
0: my, my theory uh, is yeah. um, you have the minority and negativity coming out, and you're right, absolutely right, with um, people are more critical than they are approv- approving of yeah. someone, which sucks, right? But we yeah. take on the negativity even more harshly because it's a defence mechanism. It's, we're we're yeah. getting attacked. Well, we're feeling like we're getting attacked. And because of that, we are more paranoid about it. We are more anxious about it. It stresses us out because, you know, it's, it's danger. Danger yeah. coming to us. So we need to deflect it. Whereas yeah. in reality, 99 out of 100 comments are people going, that was a good video. But that one person. It's like, yeah. why, do we, why do we amplify that negativity? And then my answer to that is, oh, well. 99 other people like it i'm sorry that the content wasn't for you if you want to complain send me an email in writing or if you want to talk about it further let's come on and jump on a zoom call let's talk about it tell me what you really feel and then the other thing as well i heard someone else say this before i forgot which podcast it was um but it's it's like when you're driving right we all have road rage sometimes yeah. Our cars are moving at a fast pace. And in the heat of the moment, someone cuts you off and you go, you, you know, this and that. They can't hear you. The reason why is there's two barriers and a whole road between you two. But when you stop at the lights next to them, you're not going to actively look at them and start flipping them off and swearing them right there because you're, you're, st- you're in a standstill. The pace yeah. is a lot slower. You're, you're still You're still aggravated. You're still annoyed, but you're just like, this person right next to me just flipped cut me off before. Uh, but you're more calm because you're not, it's not, you know, same as comments on, on TikTok, things are moving so quickly. We're just like, Oh no, someone just sent in a negativity, negative comment. Right. And you'll think like in my mind, sometimes I'm like, Oh my God, this person's waiting for my reply right now. The whole world has stopped and they've made this comment mm-hmm. and they're, they're waiting for my reply. Because if not, they're going to punish me. They're going to destroy me. They're going to cancel me. Whereas in reality, they've commented and they're probably commenting negativity on someone else's video because that's who they are. Yeah. And they've probably forgotten about you until you react and they get that notification. And then it's on. So moral of the story, just ignore it. <laughs> Thanks for <Yeah>. coming. <laughs> that you, they don't deserve your time. The people that deserve your time are the ones that say, I like your content. Thank you so much. And then they feel good about it. And they go, oh my God, how good was that giving praise to someone? And they notice me, I'm going to do that more. Whereas negativity, you can kill that with kindness or nothing at all. And it'll be fine. And if they don't, they, they never learn and they're the lo- real loser. So that's my message to them.
1: Yeah.
0: The only problem is, is when, and, and it sucks the most when you're aligned with other brands, uh, other companies. For them, it's still, it's like, their whole business model is is going to collapse. Their whole company is going to go under. Their stock, their stock prices are going to go down because yeah. I did this. It's probably different when you're the kind of spokesperson for the company. I get it. But when it's like one video collaboration, I don't see a problem. It's like, you hired me for me. I'm not going to be in your shackles and walking on eggshells during this collaboration. I'm probably not going to, I'm going to try to do my best to not do or say anything illegal. But if I say a politician didn't do the right thing, in my opinion, you can't tell me I can't do that. And if you want to pull the sponsorship, then, fuck. oh, well, see you later. Next.
1: That's, yeah, it's a very interesting point of view. Do mm. Obviously we're, you know, I feel like, and I, I can't speak for you, but doing this a long time, you get really thick skin to the comments and that sort of thing. Oh my god! Um, it is an issue the way that people talk to each other online because not a, a lot of people are as, as thick skin as we have to be to do this, especially when you're giving people a platform to, to speak about their opinions. You know what I mean? Yeah. That that does it invoke a sort of reaction from people, whether it be, you know, sometimes they don't think logically about it. They just they don't, burst out. They don't think
0: it. logically. Most of them are children. Yeah. And if they're not yeah. children, they should be still considered children because it's childish, right? Yeah. The way some one, people speak. One of the one of the most interesting comments that I received um, in my time on TikTok was someone was sending me negativity, like mm. blatant, just out of nowhere negativity. And I grew up in a time where saying your mum in response was funny. It's still funny because I that was you know in my high school days. So, so I would reply to them the same childish shit to go down to their level. And I would say, that's not what your mum said or whatever. And then they would respond with something like my mom's dead or, uh, and then they would use that as ammunition. Like how dare you make fun of my dead mother? And I'm like, excuse me for responding back in my generation's way of banter to your significantly higher abuse out of nothing. (laughs) And, and, and sometimes they were like, why would you talk about my mom? I'm like, why would you send anything negative to me? Your mom's not negative. Didn't say she was negative. It's not, she wasn't, you know, she wasn't negative last night. Nothing about that was negative, you know, just, just shit like that. And I'm like, these people can give it, but not only can they give it, they can't take any of it back. So they're a one-way person and then i'm just like and that's when i realized there is actually no point in responding unless it's unless it's something that that i think is super clever that i can reuse as content or i can screenshot it and post it on my instagram story i'm like i felt clever with this response what do you guys think and then my friends would have a giggle and that's it i'm not looking for validation i'm just three of my mates would find that hilarious and i'm like done sold The other thing as well, you know, Jimmy Kimmel's mean tweets. Yeah. Doing something like that on here would be cool. However, and this is something that someone like Uncle Tix, you know, Leighton, he responds to a lot of negativity in his videos. And, you know, I love his responses. It's an educational thing. He's speaking up for other people that don't have a voice. However, I feel like there could be a better response to that. And that's not risk. You you can grow that thick skin and not respond at all because either whether you're responding, trying to have a conversation with them or coming back at them twice as hard, they still get that validation that that you responded. They get they get absolutely zero validation. It's actually at a negative. Uh, return on investment if if you ignore them, yeah, and that's, that's and they'll right. think, oh, look, he's ignoring me now. Keep ignoring, and it's the same with bullies at school. Don't give them any re- remorse because if they still do it, they keep doing it. They'll eventually stop, unless they're that bunch of terrible people. You know, that's another yeah. topic. But going back to um, the negative stuff, I find yeah, just ignoring them is completely valid. But the mean mm-hmm. tweets thing talking about like compilating all these mean tweets. I think it'd be so much better if you do a positive tweets or positive comments video, because not only are you ignoring these negative comments, because let's say I do a negative comment video and I put their username in there. Yeah. They get 15 seconds of fame technically. Now all these other dickheads are going to start commenting negative stuff in hopes that you're going to feature them on your TikTok. Course. no thanks i'm not opening those floodgates that's yeah. silly instead i'm just going to be praising the good stuff and i think if more people do that then we're on right we are on and the the, the, the there could be a change there but uh, as long as there's someone reacting uh, to the negatives there's going to be someone bringing it out that's the end of story you know
1: I think I think that's a very good point mm. in, in regards to that positive uh, comments. The the only issue with that is, do people want to see that on a whole? You know what I mean? There's, and that's there's true. There's something, something about the psyche in, in humans that, like you said, we react to negativity for some unknown reason. Maybe maybe it's because it's defense me- mechanism. Yeah, I, I don't know. It, it the main t- tweets. It's an entertaining premise. Um, it does, like you said. It, it encourages others to be negative i'll find and and although yeah you you said that it's it's better not to respond um that is true sometimes it's very tempting to respond and you know you think you think you can um come up with something clever because that's really what we do we we're interviewers on the street our job is to come up with you know responses but Uh, yeah I guess it is just better to leave it it obviously sometimes if you get people talking it does boost the video and you know we are in the numbers business uh, although we like to uh preach positivity and and um and a healthy mindset but we are in the numbers business as well you you just it's it's navigating yeah it's navigating your morals and values and 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 you know paying the bills at the end of the day so it's it's very interesting what we do
0: it's a fine balance, right? So you're either long, you either try for for long enough to not get anywhere because you're just doing your positive stuff, like the news, right? News news websites. Not going to mention any; they don't deserve any praise at all. But you scroll down, and it's all negative. It's all key words are trauma, incident, bad, law up. Uh, Court, you know trouble yeah all that stuff there's no positive things because they don't get the views they don't get that there's no shock value in them and people don't want to watch people be happy because they're miserable and they want to watch something someone that is more miserable than them so they can yeah. feel better so subconsciously we are all bullies in a way if we're watching negative content we're
1: at least promoting it that's for sure aren't we yeah if we're participants and viewing it
0: that's it so what what are what good are we if we're saying someone that's just embarrassed themselves in front of camera and we're posting it out because it's going to be good content people are going to give that person shit tag them they're going to get to school the next that's what i fear as well i don't want to embarrass a kid on tiktok because they're going to get to school the next day and we're going to give them shit you know unless they have that banter you know you got to be at that age where you understand the banter I remember I was teaching year sevens and year tens and I would have their class. The year sevens would leave and the year tens would come in straight after one another. And the language was totally different. I'm not talking about swearing. I'm just talking about the level of understanding one another, myself and them, and then each other. There's so, such a big difference. And I've got a broad range of fans. I wish there was a demographic to know what age group that I yeah. had. Um, but I know that a lot of them are younger as well, even though I do swear on my stuff uh, every now and then yeah. probably could get more brand deals if I didn't swear, but that's just who I am. Yep. But um, man, the, the, the negative stuff out there, the kids, the kids are all commenting about this whole Russia, Ukraine thing. And I'm just like, what do you know for one, you know? And then just all this negative stuff, everyone's talking about, you know, it sucks that Shane Warne died right obviously Obviously. um what about the positive stuff what 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 happened today in your day that was really good yeah but but they would be thinking about what wasn't so good and you're wondering why everybody's stressed has have anxiety or is depressed Mm. because the content they consume is depressing
1: (laughs) (laughs) well that's what yeah that's what's targeted at people yeah people people want to see the terrible things that are you know gonna happen and then obviously that's a bit of a they are in a
0: better place and yeah
1: maybe that's get... something, that's something we think about as creators and also as viewers mm. you know, how can we shape you know obviously how can we work in positivity and getting views it's the question that we all need to think about possibly
0: we're onto something we're on to something Connor here we uh, go so what is your ultimate dream brand deal uh, a good
1: question i personally um i i as long as it a brand um aligns with my values and integrity and, good and, and 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 does uh promote integrity and and that sort of thing i, I love uh and my dream would be a big long term partnership because nice. I love working with a brand, obviously, in, in what we do. Um, even though a lot of people tell us to get a real job, you know, um, it's it's work. It's uh, we're lucky to be doing what we what we do. I've I've had a lot of jobs, and um, and I'm very excited what I'm doing now. I've I've been very lucky to have a lot of different jobs, but I've I've never had the passion that I have now for this. Um, Good. I'm, I'm very lucky. Um, I know that brought a smile to your face because you feel the same. Oh yeah. Um, I'd imagine. Um, not saying that teaching uh, teaching that wouldn't give you a passion. That's an incredible.
0: Um, I miss teaching. Yeah, but I, the I, the students are still watching. I'm still yeah. teaching them from beyond the grave. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, that's in a way you get to address
1: more people, more students. Yeah, get, and that's why
0: I decided to leave. I'm like yeah. these four these four walls are shackles still because I'm I'm at a I'm at capacity here. The sixteen hundred students that are in my school, and then the the next three odd hundred that come in, and then you know the cycle continues exactly. Yeah. So, so what, what is do you have a brand that that aligns with everything that you want to work with full time?
1: I I work with a number of brands now that are great for that. Um, that constantly come back. I'm obviously always looking for more brands. You know that that big partnership that that will bring in um, obviously. A decent amount of money because it is what we do for a job, um, but also yeah, um, I know in a lot of creator and influencer marketing, it's starting to tip towards that um, longer term partnerships because you you need to build a brand and a partnership there and a relationship. One-off videos, although they can give you that, give you that spike, you want to build as a company a brand. You want people-
0: yeah, have a good run on the board.
1: Yeah. Exactly, exactly. So that that's something that I'm looking for in the future. You know, I'm, I'm interested in companies that are uh, having big.
0: So team. no no specific no specific name drops yet because I want to I want to manifest okay. this let's manifest I, it.
1: I don't I don't want to say branding because <laughs> editor can offer something. But I, I ah. I've started to I've started to uh, you know travel sort of. I want to start doing travel. Yeah, let's sort talk of. about industry industry. What's your ultimate yeah. industry? Okay, let's do that. Okay, so. I've started doing some vlogs. Some have gone mm-hmm. well. Some haven't. I'm, I'm trying to do real um, fast-paced. Uh, David Dobrik, even though he's had some had some controversy, David Dobrik style, kind of Casey more Neistat. More, yeah, Casey Neistat's a really good one. That really fast-paced, light-hearted. Yeah. Um, Maybe mix mixing a little bit of uh, Jackass, Every Soften as well, that sort of um, slapstick comedy. Um, that, that's the sort of content that I'm starting to try and move towards. Also podcasting and that sort of sit down. Um, it's format. good. It's my favorite area at the moment. Exactly. And it, it's rewarding and it actually gives, it give, what we do is we, in, in TikTok at the moment, through interviews and that, we give our face. Yeah.
0: Podcast
1: and that sort of thing. It, it brings people inside your mind and your personality a bit more. Um, if you can do it in a way that does match this sort of quick swipe uh, world that we live in, that's great. Um, that's the sort of thing I'd want to go towards. So maybe some travel brand deals would be great. People paying me to travel the world and initiating those vlogs and that sort of thing into that. Uh, to yeah. Circle back to your question. Um, I, I, I would enjoy that sort of thing. So Not if there's any travel companies watching, feel free to hit me up. But I'm, I'm so grateful with the brands I work at the moment. I love them. They um, they take care of me. Um, How they do they take care of you? They literally keep the lights on in my apartment. I'm very lucky. I get to live in a nice apartment um, in, a, in a beautiful city. Um, I'm, I've never been more happy to be where I am. So it's nice. Look it's great. So
0: did you end up finishing your business degree?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I did. Um, and...
0: And how did, how did that help you with what you're doing now? Because as a creator, there's a lot of creators out there, a lot of talented creators, but they don't shit all about business. Yeah. How has that helped you now more than ever? Wow, that, that's a really
1: good question. It's something that I think about every so often. The best thing that obviously I, I, I learned things along the way through business but the most valuable thing that the business degree gave me is it gave me time to get better at social media. Um, it gave me time to build my skills, improve my skills, build my platform, um, and and really get to. I, I, straight after university, I moved to the UK and I was doing social media. I was very lucky in that sense. That was my goal throughout university. I knew that I wanted to do social media, so my goal was to walk away from my final exam, jump on a plane, and know that I, I'm doing what I get get doing what I love to do and what I always dreamed of. Uh, um, little aspects it helps me in, in the business sort of thing, aspect. I feel like people either have that business gene or they don't. The the You can improve your skills with negotiating um, and, and you learn a few things along the way. But what I've learned in the world and through doing social media, that's been the most valuable tool. I
0: love that. And um, do you think that you could have foregone the business degree if you had your time again
1: that's a good question again um I, w- I would wouldn't change it personally it's not for everyone and there's you don't need to go to university by any means to be successful in life um if you want to be in an office job for in, in a business sense it definitely helps to some extent in the world we live in at the moment it's so chaotic and you, you, nothing's a guarantee. Um, I personally would do it again because it gave me university life. It's incredible. It Gives you so much free time, although you have to work hard. Oh yeah, you can admit unless you're doing a double degree in medicine and maybe law or something like that. You, you do tend to have a decent chunk of free time. Um, which, which gives you time to create. And that's a perfect time to, if you're interested in building up your social media platform or a business, um, to go out there and create a business in uni. You know, use that time to create a side hustle. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know you do photography, which is incredible. Um, I know I, I have a lot of free time sometimes in the social media life. Um, it, it can be very busy at times and then suddenly it just switches off which is weird. Um, And that's why I want to build a few more businesses and that sort of thing as well. You get
0: those retainers, um, especially with those brands. Um, Me coming from a educational background, my education degree, I thought, "Mm," I I had the business gift in me. I've had the entrepreneurial DNA in me since I was a kid. I was hustling. I was hustling kids at school (laughs) with with candy and stuff,
1: <laughs> were, you selling, were you selling the candy out of the locker in high school? Were you that kid?
0: Correct. I was out of my school bag because I needed yeah. I needed the stock to be on me. But the yeah. the best thing about it was I made this a TikTok actually. Uh, my mom was a teacher, so I had stock in her office every every time I sold out, straight to her office, bang. So I had an un, unlimited supply, and because we're from. <laughs> the soviet union she 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 uh very much uh um helped me out and encouraged that behavior um yep. which has been all the time because you know a lot of because <laughs> technically fundraising for yourself is illegal <laughs> uh she's like no 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 he's he's all right he's doing the right thing and <laughs> um and and I, I I thank her for that but now um you know after leaving uh teaching I, I get to teach people, companies, how to leverage new platforms like TikTok. And this yep. is a you know new journey for me over the last year. My channel is my front of shop, whereas my um, creative coaching, advisory, consulting is uh, the, the primary business now. And then when I have twisties hit me up and to do a campaign. And then they say, can you do another one for us? And you're like, holy shit, this is cool. I kind of yeah. want to do that too. But balancing those two things has been real challenging because I can't do both at the same time. It's yeah. unless my time management is to the perfect point, to the, to the minute, you know. Um, but I do see myself long-term just doing my speaking, because I want to do public speaking oh, and then having having some sort of creative agency in the background where, because Gen Z's about to, you know, get old enough to work. And a lot of them just want to be YouTubers. That means a lot of them want to be creators and yeah. you're, there's so much talent out there. I have a 14 year old kid. His name's JT. Mm-hmm. He, I met him through this museum opening and um, he was there with his camera and gimbal filming stuff. And he come up to me and like, Sev, I'm a big fan. And I'm like, amazing. Um, would you like to potentially do some work for me just to see? And he's like, Oh my god, really? And wow. now he's flexing to his friends at school. I don't mind, obviously. But um, yeah, he, he edits some of my TikTok videos and he does a really good job at yeah. 14. Wow. You know, real cheap labor, you know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but yeah, but but he's getting he's getting experienced and he loves it. And I'm paying, I'm paying him well, you know, 20 bucks for an edit for 14 oh that's a
1: great that's a great side hustle at 14
0: yeah and he's and he's doing that in less than 30 minutes you know that's get two of them done for me in an hour 40 bucks an hour that's almost quadruple of the i think it was at like 12 dollars an hour at Hungry jacks when i was his age yeah. and i wasn't a fan of making burgers within a couple of months you know but i reckon that's that's where this happens this comes about i i think i need a someone to follow me around more now i'd love to do a vlog like you do um casey neistat style is is goals because he's done does it all himself you know but man oh dear just just being able to have the time and, and authentically make a vlog by yourself and and keeping a good story that's that's skill you know, I'm, I'm the type of person, I'm like, Hey, let's go here. I'm going to go talk to this person. And then I come up with some random idea on the spot and go, Hey, let's do this. But if yeah. I don't have someone filming me, it's so hard to hold the phone, especially when I'm like real pedantic about the back of the phone versus the front. Cause I'm always preferring the, the good side. Of course. Yeah. No. Yeah. What do you see yourself in uh, now that the world is opening up? Well, Australia is opening up to the world. What do you see yourself in the next 12 to 24 months?
1: Um, it's, it's I really couldn't tell you for certain because 12 months ago, I wouldn't, wouldn't have been able to tell you where I am now. Um, I think I was working on a construction site just over 12 months ago. Um, I, I think I'm not sure. I, I would love to be doing this. My goal is to create another business on the side that makes just as much as I do from social media. So I have, if TikTok goes goes down in the next year i've got something else on the side that you know i'm passionate about and i'm very lucky i'm one of those creators who can go into especially in the videography um field and and have that credibility to start off with with companies and that sort of thing because we have proven results so i'd be silly not to make the most of that um i'd love to be able to travel i um i was traveling before covid i would i was living in the uk and going somewhere new every day Um, so to get back to that would be really, really nice. Well, I'm still, still got a few years left in my twenties. Um, the the clock's quickly ticking and I'm very, very conscious of that. Um, more so I I enjoy the on the street sort of stuff and I'll always do that to some extent. My my content, I want to start doing a bit more sit down sort of stuff because that's, that's stuff you can do when you're 40, 50, if you want to doing that so i'm conscious of that i'm conscious that i I, i've um whatever it is to be relevant you know we both lucky getting views at the moment so i'm lucky i've been getting views for about two or three years now um i I don't believe in the term relevant but as as a you gotta keep
0: reinventing yourself
1: right yeah as a reference point to everyone out there so they know what i'm talking about we're lucky we get a a decent amount of views especially being in australia at the moment um so i'm not stupid i know that that will end eventually for everyone yeah Um, so the next year 12 months putting steps in place that you know I, i can keep doing what i want to do and be my own boss that'd be great
0: love that love that awesome um with that, I want to ask you a couple more questions in terms of interviews themselves to get the value for the listeners who may want to be going into that space. Okay. How do you come up with the questions?
1: Um, I, I, I've got a mystical sort of, you know, storyteller answer for you. And then I've got the the straight talker, um, straight to the point answer. The mystical answer is sometimes I dream them up in my sleep or, you know. when Same. Sometimes when you have a few too many drinks, you think of a great, a great, um, a great answer. I, I like to keep my phone and my notes next to me when I sleep because sometimes in the middle of the night, you think of a great answer. Um, I think the way to come up with questions is gonna be authentic to you, but also you have to think, what are people going to respond to? The whole reason why we do what we do is to get people talking, to get people's opinions out, to give people a voice. So what will get people talking? That is the most important thing. Um, then you obviously have to be ethical and show empathy for people as well. Um, if you wanna come up with answers, do some research. Like you're saying at the start, the there tools now on TikTok that we didn't have for years where you can actually find out what's relevant, what's doing really good in the last week. It's a very handy tool that uh, some people taught me. Um, yeah, and just and just follow some creators, see what people are doing, but don't just copy because you never get anywhere by copying people's letter to, letter word for word and that sort of thing. Um, you need to actually find your own spin on that.
0: And when you do want to give it a go, being in front of the camera, how do you get the courage to go out there and talk to someone even if they may reject you? How do you overcome that fear of rejection and also being in front of the camera at the same time?
1: It, I'm not going to lie, it was weird at first. When you're walking down the street, you got to think people, it's not natural to go up to people, people you don't know. We're not as humans really built to do that. Um, so it's like when you get into a cold pool or freezing water, is that an in instant shock? doing it time and time again makes it a little more bearable. Um, And then eventually the more and more you do it, it's natural. Now I have so many people coming up to me being like, how do you approach not so much on the street because they wouldn't be asking that if it was on the street, but how do you go up to people? And I could never do that. We all can do that. That's it's, it's a simple fact of just overcoming your anxieties, which is hard. Don't get me wrong. It's difficult, but once you do it, it's so it's so rewarding. It's like going on a roller coaster. It's the same sort of feeling for some people after the roller, co- after the roller coaster. Same as an interview when you get really good content or you have that rush from a roller coaster. Hmm. Similar feeling. Trust me.
0: What's one question that is like evergreen for you to ask people on the street?
1: I think the name sort of videos, so it, that gives you a bit more freedom. Um, that's. That's something that I keep going back to. Um, is that what you sort of... Is that what you meant by that or is it...
0: Yeah, like what's what's one question that always gets a, a, some sort of an answer yeah. out of them?
1: Yeah. yeah. You well, know? there's, two, there's two, two ways to think of that. There's the actual people you're interviewing um, and then there's uh, the actual people watching. The name ones do really well for the people watching. They can do well for the people who, who you're interviewing. I find when I'm interviewing uh, women, usually the most toxic guys' names and that sort of thing.
0: Because um, <laughs> it gets people tagging those people they know with that name. <laughs> when you, to,
1: when you say, I've got a question for you for a TikTok video and they go, oh, okay, what is it? They're kind of unsure. And you go, what is the most toxic guy's name? Or, you know, what's, your, what's the thing that annoys you most about men? Their eyes
0: light up and they're like, yeah, I've oh, got a man, so an answer." I'm about to open my floodgates. Or like if you identify something about them that you, I mean, you're kind of stereotyping, but like, let's say they have a Gucci handbag. You start talking about Gucci handbags. Like what type of handbag is your favorite handbag? I've done that once. It worked really well. Um, but man, you gotta be careful. I guess, I guess if it's, if it's a shit interview, you can just bin it. But, um, I like, um, I like coming up to people and going, um, uh, what do you do for a living? No, just kidding. Um, I like asking them something depending on my city. So I've got some yeah. ideas coming up for Perth and, and asking them something, stuff related to Perth. But I feel like at the same time, that's too narrow and the yeah. wider audience will be like, what the fuck are they talking about? So another another question idea, and I hate this right now, right? I go inside a a shopping center. I've got a massive shopping center that I have a security clearance for. They're yeah. like... He's one of our influencers. So every time I go there, I just text them and I'm like, I'm in here. Don't, don't bother me, please. And that means security don't bother me because they come up to me like within five seconds and go, Why are you interviewing, recording? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, I know this person. But yeah, that's cool. But they're all wearing masks inside. So it just doesn't work. And then the last two months, it's just been so hot outside and just going anywhere, just in balls. But um, anything culturally related, uh, uh, re- relevant, one one is I want to try soon is um, just going up to randoms and going excuse me, do you know what uh, pushing P means and just
1: just see the reactions. Yeah, that can be interesting. Yeah. I, I love like that. She I, I like promise that. I won't steal it. I promise I won't steal it. But no, that's a that's a really good idea. Obviously, yeah. you, you know, you say, said you came up with some ideas for Perth. That can be really good, um, and and can give you a spike in Perth. Obviously, mm. like you said in australia and international then why not know um
0: but talking with brands but talking about brands
1: perfect that's a perfect way
0: absolutely and like right now i'm working with a brand called lit it's the lit app um i'm doing the socials uh the the tiktok socials and um it's a social media app that um gets you out of the house to go hunt down uh augmented reality tokens And they convert to actual money in the app that you can redeem for the, the shops and the restaurants and the bars that take it. It's really cool. I'm just like, why isn't this a thing? You know, it's really popular in America, but it's made by some guys in WA. And I'm like, this is great, especially for uni students, but the marketing has been off and I'm just like, all right, we need to build a brand first. And my interview style is going to go and go up to random people, just ask them a question that needs an answer, like a trivial question. Mm-hmm. And that's been fun. you know, like go up to some girls having drinks. they're mid20s and I'm like, all right, name one of the Kardashian sisters, easy ones And you want them to win, you know because then it's evergreen wholesome. And yeah, just go get a get them a drink, give it to them and they're like, oh my God, free drink, How cool is that? And then yeah. let's get lit. That's it right um but then also talk about the geographical location it's really important because then it's like all right what's your aim is it to attract people to your pub because they're obviously only in Perth or do you want people from around the world to know who you are because then they can when they fly and visit Perth they're like we need to go to that pub we saw on TikTok and they're like hmm both (laughs) but I'm like all right We need to target the the people that can come right now and then expand. That's the strategy, right? Um, My favorite one was when I went to my butcher and interviewed the guy. And then a couple of weeks later, he was telling me that people were coming into the store because they saw him on TikTok. And he was like, that's the TikTok butcher on Sev's page. And I'm like, return on investment, tick. Yeah, Just just goals. It's like my favorite thing. Yeah, for
1: a lot of, that's that's right. And for a lot of brands that with TikTok that some other platforms won't have that return of investment. I, I know I've done mm. videos for local brands where I've, in Brisbane, where I've gone in and interviewed the, um, the owner. I've done a vlog sort of format where we go in and, you know, a clothing store, we try on the clothes and that sort of thing. Um, I think you said within a week, he said the f- next day they had hundreds of people coming in because it did get good results in Brisbane, especially. Um, yeah. And that's if you're a business owner looking to get into TikTok, which I'm assuming a few will be listening and watching, investing in creators can have that, that, um, that short-term turnaround. But if you work with them long-term, that's when your brand starts to grow, at least from yeah. my point.
0: They, yeah, they, they have that recognisable influencers and then creating a library of content that people can go back to. It's like a it's like a channel almost like a TV show. You know, finding a TV show three seasons in and going, what's this? This is cool. Going back to the season one pilot and binge watching it all the way through. And then that's cool. how your account starts growing because people will discover it and then the algorithm goes, oh look, it's relevant. Let's pump it out. Yeah. Literally that's TikTok 101. Um, there was another question I had um, before I let you go. I know you're probably, it's getting late over there. Um just slipped out of my head, but it was, it was hard. It was hardcore. Good one. Um, oh, here we go. Yep. With the algorithm change, cause it's been happening all, all summer, especially in January. I don't know if you noticed it. Maybe it's me. Um, May. um, what happens when you do a, a video with a brand and the video doesn't get pushed out as well doesn't get as many views how do you take that on <laughs> it's,
1: it's difficult it it's frustrating from it's frustrating from everyone's party because um i've been really lucky a lot of the videos i have done have at least you know done a benchmark of what put my personal goal i i i find out how much they're paying and what i'm comfortable with in delivering to them if i can deliver that i'm happy from my point of view Obviously, they may have different uh, point of views, but um, I, I have goals myself as a creator. It's difficult. I'm very lucky, like I said. A lot of the brands I work with see that a certain sort of content does well for me. Um, interviewing videos, I get sick of them every so often, and I want to try different things just because I'm a creative, like I'm assuming you would. Um, but interviewing videos are really good resetter in the algorithm for me. Um, if my channel starts doing yeah. really poor cool with a c- sort of bit, c- certain type of video, um, ten interview videos in a row with names and that sort of thing, and all of a sudden I'm getting hundreds of thousands of views again. So, um, if brands can work into that sort of aspect of each creator and have, give the creator the flexibility, I know it's the it's, creative,
0: um, the creative flexibility. Creative.
1: Yeah, yeah, and flexibility and freedom. Um,
0: yeah, creative freedom. It can,
1: that's a good- it can be difficult for, um, you know, marketing teams to do that because especially when working with someone for the first time, it's your brand image that's at stake. But I guarantee you, you will get results if, you, if you're if you flexible with them. Personally, I, I don't know how you combat as a creator if it doesn't do well. Um, maybe talking to the brand can help if they're willing to listen on hey, maybe making the video a little bit shorter to match with what in the algorithm, what my channel does really well. Because just because you get more seconds in a video doesn't mean you're getting more of your money's worth. Uh, Uh, If I was working in marketing, um, I'd be happy with a 15 second video where it gets your brand message across if it gets a million views compared to a 45 second video if it gets 5,000 views. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so just working with the brand is is the way that I sort of, yeah, if, if that's what you're after, yeah.
0: I noticed but, that, um, the biggest metric from analytics point of view is watch time, yeah. watch time, uh, completion as well. Yeah. So, um, I'm seeing that anything over 40% watched, uh, 40% of the audience or more. Uh, I've watched the entire video, um, your video does well. Anything less and it's middle tier, anything below 20% and it's uh, not going to do well. Yeah. The only the other thing I noticed is um, my videos get pushed out really quickly. Yeah. And I don't know if you noticed this, but you can go between who's commented and who's liked now. There's a yeah. feature there. Yeah. If you hit the liked button, and you can see all the people that liked that specific video, they all have the button follow back, which means they're all your followers, yeah. which means your initial people that watch the content is the people that follow you. And I think at the moment, I'm still testing this because I have only started doing this analytic uh, analysis, analytical analysis three days ago, but uh, I'm not seeing the uh, For You page people appear really? at the start at all. No. So... Um, but then I'm looking at it three days later on the analytical side because you know how it says where they found you, either it's following or followed. Yeah. It's, it still ends up being, um, uh, sorry, FYP or followed. Uh, the FYP, it still get, it ends up getting pushed out. But the initial push out is not on FYP anymore for me. Now, I don't think I'm shadow banned, but if I am, I, it's, I definitely know it's not a thing. But it's just, yeah. it's just frustrating to go, why isn't it? doing that what's happening you know what you you start getting paranoid and that's the other thing um, I I like talking about with creators is don't overthink about the numbers you remember what your main aim was to when you first went on the platform just create content because you like it and you know it sucks when things don't go your way and it becomes your main source of income Mm -hmm. and what you said before about creating a, a side hustle or a business not really associated not necessarily associated with tiktok so that if it does does die in the ass a year from now you're fine but i'm seeing all these girls you know only fans who are not getting views anymore they're not getting any new subscribers and they're crying literally crying because their source of income is starting to diminish And, you know, that's just one example. There's so many others. It's like, don't pigeonhole yourself. So business minds come in. But, yeah, whilst the gravy train is rolling, sometimes some of the gravy spills off the tracks and it's just like, oh, damn, I wish that did better. Like, I I I wish there was a way to compensate these sponsored posts, especially if the algorithm shits on you. But, man, when it does go well, they're not obligated to pay you more unless you agree it to something. So in saying that, a solution could be, hey, I'm going to guarantee you, I don't know, 300,000 views Mm -hmm. first. But if I get you a million views, I get a $500 bonus, for example. If you only get them 50,000 views, you got to make another video. I don't know how that relates to to people and how they would see that if they would think that that's worth it. My way of doing it is like this. They're paying for my con- time to make the content. That's the first thing they're actually paying for, my time. Yeah. Second thing is they pay for the actual creative themselves. It's yeah. their creative. Yeah. The only thing is I'm posting it on my channel, which is the bonus reach. And that's the bottom part of the three things. Yeah, of course. You know, my time is most important. The deliverable of the video, which they have a license to use on whichever social media platform they want. Lifetime. And my video stays in my profile permanently. That's it. And that's how yeah. I sleep at night if things don't go well. I mean, obviously, best case scenario, it does go viral. And then I can use that as a success story. And then that's part of my portfolio. But yeah. if it bombs, you're just like, oh, TikTok, come on. Yeah. I upload, I uploaded a random ass video last night and it's got 6.1 million views. Yeah. It took me 15 seconds to create. And then this here Mm. it's
1: the fun of it 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 is something that it is something that tiktok does need to sort out um if you remember vine that's really one thing that killed the platform the inability for users on vine to monetize their content tiktok sometimes even with bigger creators does detect that it's an ad in My opinion, I've seen. Um, I hashtag don't know if they...
0: spawn hashtag, yeah. Ad. yeah. I, I think in Australia, <sighs> I
1: know in the UK, there's definitely uh legislation where you need to let people know that an uh, our video is sponsored. I think yeah. they have an industry here now, at least I do it on uh, all my sponsored pro- uh content just to be um safe, but that does sometimes kill the video, yeah. And, uh, so I think TikTok need to. On a way to
0: I agree because if they're not monetizing their creators through their own way, I mean there's live streams, but we're still gonna work for it, you know, and they yeah. still take 40, 45 percent, depending on if you're yeah. verified or not. If you get verified, there's a there's you get more of a cut. But that's you know, I couldn't do that every day. I couldn't do the especially the way that people uh they're so creative with their live streams, but the the most creative way are like hype up sessions or they with the person's username on the TV and they go follow this person. I couldn't do that. No way. It's difficult. It's, it's difficult. So
1: that also goes saying, into yeah. you know your ethics and values and right. It's the content going to work for you and 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 promote integrity? It's you know each to their own. But uh, right. I don't know. It's just because you've got a big following doesn't mean your live streams go well either. That's a oh, fact.
0: That's it. Yeah. That's it. And just because you've got a big following doesn't mean you will be able to sell merch. Um well. Mm -hmm. So I'm hesitant on that. Anyway, I've got one more question. If you could give any piece of advice to anyone, what would it be?
1: That's a really good question. Um you are most free in life when you follow your own compass. That's that's a obvious part, but stop care when also when you stop caring about what people think about you so much. There are certain people around you in life, a very small amount of people who should listen to and take their opinions on board still follow your own compass at the end of the day but you're free when you start following your own path and stop thinking about what other people might want you to do
0: um, or or what they think about you that's it perfect couldn't have said it better myself connor it's been a great time do you have any shout outs anything that you want to add
1: uh, yeah just just keep watching tiktok keep supporting australian tiktokers um watch sev um if you're on his podcast you obviously love his stuff um if if you have a spare moment come over and check out my stuff as well it's uh au COZZAU, c-o-z-z-a-u um yeah thanks for watching if you made it this far hopefully i didn't
0: bore all, bore all of you too much um people yeah. will be binge watching this from from years from now. They they will. Exactly. They'll be like, (laughs) I remember when these two guys were sitting
1: there and having a mad chat. But uh, yeah, they're touring
0: around the world. (laughs) Exactly. No problem. But uh, thank you.
1: Loved uh, being on. It was a great, great chat.
0: Pleasure. Pleasure. Uh, As if everybody else at home, thanks for listening. And uh, if you have any questions, hit up uh, myself, Connor. Connor's going to be in the description with all his Instagrams and TikToks and all that jazz. Uh, If you have anyone that wants to be on the show, please recommend and give me a holler. If you want to be on the show, give me a holler. Just give me something to talk about with you and uh, it could be anybody. All right, as always, good thanks and uh, I'll see you next time.